This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of franchising your business, buying into or revamping your franchise, stay tuned for tips on how to grow your brand and portfolio. Welcome to episode 5 of the podcast series on franchising powered by NetBank. Today, we will be interviewing Rudy Rudolph from Sobay on the importance of customer service in the franchising sector, especially with fast-expanding brands. Hi, Rudy. Hi, good morning to you. Rudy is the CEO of the Sobay Group and has been pivotal in the establishment of this brand. It is a well-known household name and has five different store formats, Sorbet Salons, Dry Bars, Nail Bars, Candy & Co, as well as Sorbet Man. Sorbet is famous for their service culture and unique return policy and has grown from a small startup in 2005 to a large franchise network of over 200 stores. Sorbet was recently bought out by the listed company Long for Life. Rudy, when Sorbet started in 2005, there weren't very many major big beauty chains, certainly not in South Africa, if I recall. What was the motivation behind growing the group on a franchise basis? Well, firstly, Ian Fur in 2005 bought four salons. And prior to buying it, he saw there might be a gap in the market. And the question was asked, is there a market in the gap? Which was the case because there were a lot of independent operators, but no chains in the beauty industry. So I got involved at that stage. And it was always the intention to franchise the Sorbet model. However, it took some time and money was put into the business in order to develop a workable model for franchising. Eventually we landed up having 22 company stores and at the end of 2009 we were ready to franchise. We sold those stores and go ahead on the franchise journey and it helped us to expand our footprint in a very rapid manner because we didn't need the capital to open stores and to expand the footprint. That is the reason why we went franchising and uh, it is history. What does good quality customer service mean at Sorbet and what are the benefits to the group? I think the first correction, if I may, is that we do not have customers in Sorbet or anywhere in our group, we have guests. And I think anybody would realize the difference between a customer and a guest. The treatment that one would give a guest is totally different to a customer. And there lies the difference and the way we serve our people and we serve our guests is really the differentiating factor for us. We respect those people and it means everything to us. It is our point of differentiation, the whole question of servicing those guests. And we actually preach that throughout the network, that service is the first issue that needs to be addressed and maintained throughout our network. So as a guest, when I'm coming to a sorbet, what kind of things should I expect? Are you going to offer me a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Am I going to be put in a relaxed environment? What does the guest experience mean? What should I be looking for? As far as we're concerned, the guest experience already starts with your first contact with sorbet, be it telephonically or walk in to make an appointment. 
Should you then arrive, we obviously offer you a refreshment of some sort and make sure that you're comfortable and try and be on time 99.9% of the time because we understand that women are busy and we are catering for that particular individual. So it's important that she feels at home and as we say at Sorbe, you get that feeling and we try and create that feeling for the guest upon arrival. Rudy, company culture, is that an important aspect of you providing the guest experience that you strive for? Well, as far as we're concerned, culture is actually a conversation. We put people before profits, which is the beginning of the whole service delivery. We build a true community. And by that we mean we don't have companies and that type of thing, although there are various companies in operation in the franchise organization, but we try and embrace a feeling of belonging, of a community that came together with one single purpose, and that is to serve. So during the conversation regarding culture, service emerges the most important component of our culture. And everyone embraces that belief and go out to serve. Do you find there specific tools that you have to use because there, there's the franchisee, there's the franchisor, there's the franchisee staff. What are the tools that you use to make sure this culture is real for the guest? There's not a specific tool, but there is a beginning for everyone who joins either as a franchise partner or joining the franchise network. And that is they are exposed to a induction program where the culture is explained where the importance of service is explained, where we make them realize that providing that service is the big differentiator for us in the business. Anybody can do nails. It's a lot of people can do nails, but it is the how, it is the why, it is the whole issue of how does the guest feel and what is she experiencing from a feeling point of view. And the objective there is to create through that service a loyalty from that guest to the brand because on the other hand, every single person engaged in our business know they come to work to serve and for no other reason. And really, what happens if the franchisee doesn't adhere to customer service and doesn't display the values consistently that you would require them to okay. display? Although it's incorporated in our franchise agreement, which also binds the operations manual and the franchise partner to those rules and regulations, we try not to be dictatorial, but rather for them to believe in our philosophy because it works. You know, it's like getting a new motor car, starting it and you drive it and it works and you'll arrive different people at different destinations and different times. And it depends on the driver and what we emphasize is for the franchise partner can dictate the success of a business. They buy into our business because there's a firstly, there's a belief, there's a process they go through before they qualify. And within that process are various issues spelled out that entice her to actually continue with the transaction in acquiring a franchise. And service is a very important part of that philosophy that we preach and that we explain to them. So it's rather a buy-in for us than being dictatorial. Return policies in the retail industry can be rather contentious with customers. 
How would you suggest to our listeners they should deal with customer complaints and returns based on your experience at Sorbet? We have quite an extensive customer complaint program in our network. Due to the fact that we're doing in excess of 4 million treatments per annum and that we have human beings in our organization, there will be complaints. But it is not a question of the complaints, not that that's not important, but what's more important is how do we deal with that complaint. Stores are expected to deal with it within a 48-hour period. It goes into a register and record it. And we, a guest does not get sufficient satisfaction. It's referred to our support office, not our head office, the support office. I get copied on all those complaints and make sure that these complaints are dealt with in a 48-hour period. If I refer to the statement in all our stores regarding guest satisfaction, every store has a clear, clear statement that says, if you're not totally satisfied with your treatment, you don't have to pay. Now, satisfaction is incredibly important when a guest comes into our stores. She comes there for a reason, she comes there for a particular need, and we need to fulfill that. And one can start off by addressing that need with good guest service. As far as returns are concerned, we adopt the same policy. She comes into our store and we wanted to walk out not satisfied. We wanted to walk out loyal to this brand and realizing that she got that feeling in a sober environment. Rudy, you refer to loyalty. Is loyalty linked to customer service? Loyalty starts through good guest service. And what is the influence that you find of the guest service? Is there a direct correlation between, for example, how much the customer spends, the basket size, and guest service and loyalty? Well, our records show that our loyalty guests, those who belong to the Solway Society, the basket price is much higher than casual customers, and I call them customers, um, and also the frequency of visits is also higher by being a loyalty uh, member. I enjoy the fact that you've partnered with Clicks because then it means I don't have two customer loyalty cards. I use one loyalty card, which is good for my purse. But in a business sense, has this partnering with Clicks been beneficial to Sorbet? Just one small correction. We do use two cards, the Clicks card and the Sorbet card, and it's optional for the guest to present the Clicks card if she so wishes after a purchase of Sorbet. But the association with Clicks has been enormously beneficial for Sorbet, for the Sorbet brand and the Sorbet franchise network. Two advertising individuals on different occasions pointed out to me that the perception out there is that the brand perception is bigger than the brand really is. Through the Clicks Association, they developed the, the products for us and through them, we managed to launch a makeup range recently. We've got a facial range, we've got a nail care range, which is all through their, their association with them. And that was very beneficial for us. Rudy, how do you deal with their five different store formats? Um, how do you deal with guest service? Does it need to differ within the different brands? Not at all. Obviously, the actual treatments are different, but the approach and the service philosophy remain standard throughout the group. 
and everybody in all the different brands are subjected to the induction program I referred to earlier on, and then the ongoing service training. It is really an ongoing issue. We bring people back. The franchise partner can send people back as often as they please to our support office, both in Johannesburg, also in Cape Town and Durban, where ongoing training is scheduled for a full year. And that program is communicated to our franchise partners so they can send people, but it's essential for people to continue to be exposed to the importance of service within our network. What advice would you give to other franchise businesses on improving their customer service? It's not clever advice that I want to give, but I think to put people before profits really spells out a unbelievable successful goal insofar as all of us are in business and we deal it's our people dealing with people it's a people to people business so put the people first and provide the service to make them feel special Rudy it's been fascinating listening to you and particularly your focus on a community and a community being made up of people I would imagine you've added to the employment in South Africa significantly through your 200 stores. Yeah, we did. We currently, in the network, employ approximately 3,500 people. And in the current economic environment where people are so discerning about their hard-earned money and what they spend their money on, have you found that has had an impact on sales at the stores? It would be presumptuous for me to say it's the current economic climate's not affecting us. It decidedly is affecting everybody, particularly retail sales. But fortunately, in the bad times, hair still grow, nails still grow, and we still give those treatments to our beloved guests. Fantastic. Rudy, it's truly been fascinating hearing all about your guest service, your loyalty, your loyal guests. And we look at Sorbet to be growing from strength to strength. Thank you very much and thanks for the opportunity to chat. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by NetBank. Stay tuned for more on franchising or search NetBank Franchising for valuable information. See money differently. NetBank.